Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley Harley Davidson. Today's guest is Australian Speedway legend Darcy Ward. Welcome, mate. Thank you. Thanks for coming. No worries, mate. Thanks. How's it at your um your place today? It's uh it's a pretty nice joint. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears, mate. That's why I get that. Yeah, no, obviously, racing Speedway was a yep a success there for a while. So yeah, no, it's beautiful, mate. We live in a beautiful place on the Gold Coast. Beautiful place of the world, so no complaints. It's a good place to settle and, you know, as you say, a lot of blood, sweat and tears go into having a place like this, so, yeah. Dedication. For sure. Who's Darcy Ward? Now? Just in general, mate. Oh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know really. I mean, now I'm married and um, have a kid on the way, so... Um, so yeah, just uh, but now I'm also a speedway promoter at Brisbane um, with the next X World Championship underneath my belt. So um, two, but only a junior, but uh, they still count, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't know really. Just um, sort of turned into a bit of a normal bloke that has a has a great past and a great history. Got a great history and. Uh Obviously, a lot of dedication to get to this point, like you said, and to become a promoter, that must be a pretty exciting exciting time, hey? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at it, I guess um, it's sort of an ideal opportunity for me, really. Like, um, obviously, not being able to race and be a rider is, uh, you know, gut-wrenching, but it is what it is and, and, you know, I don't have any hard feelings towards Speedway or the sport, so... Um, the next best thing is probably to be the promoter and put the show on, you know. I can't be a part of the show, but I can put the show on. So, um, And, you know, that comes with other little things like uh, helping the kids out more and pushing our junior programming and and, um, and and working together together with the kids and also some of the riders are on 500s at the moment. Being a part of all that and, and, uh, and uh, making somewhat of a job for me because, you know, I'm – very limited and to what I'm going to be able to do in my future and make money and earn money and whatever. So, um, so the sport's still doing great for me, you know. So, um, you know, I feel like I'm not a greedy person and um, I'll, I'll definitely be giving back, you know, tremendously, hugely to the to the sport and to the kids and to the club and and that kind of stuff. And 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 uh, and it benefits me and still get to continue my legacy in something um that's uh mostly all of my life so speedway it's a big chunk of it and the other thing i meant to say before is congratulations on your um being a father coming to yeah. be a father too that's huge mate. yeah we'll figure that out when it comes well but yeah no, i'm excited for that it's uh not something i ever planned in yeah. you know i look back and i say to liz like i just don't know where i would be there you know i Obviously, we'd still be riding Speedway and potentially could have been world champion a couple of times by now, but um, I just don't – I was so dedicated to it um, and, and was so focused after I had that suspension and stuff. So I just don't think, you know, I just don't know if families would have ever, would have ever been on the card for me, you know. So, um, yeah, so it's just a new, different life and it's, it's all good, you know. I'm really happy and uh, I have a beautiful wife and – everything around me so like it's all good yeah you you've uh you've developed such a support network obviously with your wife and it can only be good you know um yeah you put the time into be to be that person yeah yeah i mean um i mean the first set out of being injury injured the first three years were really hard you know not not that they were hard um we were all lost i think is the the correct word not just me my wife my family um speedway i think was lost was lost you know there for a while and and it's not been the same in many ways um but you know even with midlow the pool whole pool group um my swedish club my swedish manager he he quit and he retired he doesn't manage anymore because it hit him too hard and he's even torrent the polish club um where i was home based i wasn't riding for him at the time due to different circumstances but um, the fans were hit hard there and all that kind of all that kind of rubbish so so everything around me was shocked you know even my mate you know it was it was um you know my mates like Nick Morris and Ryan Douglas and Chris Older um you know they were all pretty rocked white so everybody it was a stepping stone for everybody around me you know just to just to find out for, uh, not fill the hole of me being around everybody but 
trying to learn that I'm not there where I was, mm. you know. I'm, a, I'm in a different position in life and different side of the world really. You know, I know I live in Brisbane but really my life was over there. So, so yeah, and then, and then personally just trying to find um, just learning new, new life, you know. It's, um, it's not that it was hard but it was just trying to figure it out and then only within the last year, maybe since COVID really, you know, um, I sort of was finding myself maybe a little bit before with um, the summer before COVID was sort of getting involved in Speedway again and and uh, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, just figuring it out. And then now, you know, I have a path, I have a new path and and uh, we're trying to tackle it. It's huge, eh? It's yeah. a huge thing. So to to, to chase this path now after y- your life has been dedicated pretty much to Speedway. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a huge a huge thing. Yeah. Suspension time. We were hanging out out at QMP a little bit, and uh, yeah, the, I remember we were driving home one time in the most freak storm. I, I you were in the passenger seat because I don't think you were driving at the time. No, but um, you picked me up, right? Yeah, yeah. And we come home, and I remember sitting down. We parked on the side of the road because this is a freak storm after oh, yeah, QMP. Right. And talking about you know careers and stuff like that, and. Yeah, when when that morning came around in Australia, it was it was gutting, and you know, I think it was for everyone around the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. You mean the accident? Yeah, yeah. And you know, even you know, hard for my family to find out. Oh, I mean, loads of people, even Monster, yeah. was shocked. You know, everything. Oh, everybody. Like I said, there was. Then everybody's got to learn to try fill, not fill my hole, but like that hole's gone around a lot of people. Yeah. So, or that that spot, you know, where I, I was around the world and knew a lot of people and know a lot of people so there was a void there you know so um yeah it was tough man like ah oh, what do you do like it was it was a, it it is what it is you know i'd yeah. do it again and i'd do nothing different i didn't make any mistakes when i crashed i just hit his back wheel and was like i was it was, it was almost like i was too fast in a way like i caught him up too fast and didn't realize i was that quick um but in saying that, like uh, we'd already won the match that day and I'd scored pretty good and I wasn't even trying to beat him. I was just too relaxed in a way and um, slipped my mind. I didn't think I'd catch him that quick. Why was Darcy Ward such a such a character? Uh, <laughs> I grew up in the hood, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like my mates were pretty loose back in the day. We were going to parties and having fights and doing stupid shit. Um, so like I wasn't really involved in that because I wasn't allowed out a lot. Yep. Like my racing career was obviously my parents were trying to push me so they held me back a lot. But, um, you know, I snuck out every now and again and went to a couple parties and, and um, yeah, man, I just was a bit of a street kid, you know, like rode me push bike to school every day and went to the skate park for an, every day like yep. pretty much. So, um, yeah, I just got up to mischief really and, um, yeah, I'm a street kid, so I learnt a lot on the streets, and it creates sort of a character, I guess. And and um, yeah, got into trouble and all that kind of stuff as a kid. And and uh, my parents were divorced, and then back together, and we moved around a bit. So it all yeah, it all creates a person, you know. But yep. um, yeah, I would say my mates have a lot to do with um, some of my problems in my career and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I just lived life like I never, never thought about nothing. To yeah. be honest, I was a it was something that I tried to do when I turned twenty one and trying to be a world champion. I was like, I need to start thinking about my consequences and what I'm doing. So um, before that, man, I was as uh, I was a bit of a wild ride and a bit of a party. But you know, getting money, a lot of money when you're young, and yep. people around you telling you how good you are or whatever. It, it can lead you astray. And I wouldn't say it led me astray. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but now I look back, being mature, I would have changed my the path I took. Really? I would have listened to a couple of people a bit more that were trying to help. Um, but you can ask my parents. I wasn't real good at being told what to do. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. It's just... Um, living, life to the, living life to the max. Because it's a good character. Like it... It's someone that everyone warmed up to, you know. Like when you came, when you burst onto the scene, um, like I remember you riding a two fifty at the dirt track at North Brizzy. It was like, oh, who's this 
who's this guy? Like you were probably 10, 12, like whatever it might have been at that age. And um, like who are you? And you're just a character the whole time through. And it was someone that sport generally in the world needed, you know, it was, it was characterless in a lot of ways. And uh, I just feel it was a good thing to have someone like yourself in there. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and to this day now, like with what you're doing, you're obviously more mature now, but you still got, there's still larrikin within and it's good to have you in the sport in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean like, you know, I, I look back at my junior days and I don't have a good memory. I think I've had a lot of head knocks. Um, <laughs> so yeah. like my memory's not the greatest but uh, yeah, man, I mean like just everything. Just, um, you know, my parents put a lot of dedication when I was growing up into me travelling around and racing speedway, racing dirt track and... You know, I was a champion in the dirt track scene too, really. So, um, but you know, I was given a bike at a young age, and and uh, give him a bike every weekend, and and uh, played football and all everything builds, you know. But um, yeah, we just don't have that any. Not that we don't have that, but I always wonder like who I would be today, because uh, like a, you know, I was a character, but. Um, coming toward before I crashed you know I was turned into a professional but but I still had that I still had that um that bling about me I guess so yeah. uh yeah it would have been interesting man to be where I am today and if I was world champion just to see what kind of world champion I would have been I think it would have been a, one that hasn't been before and you know I would have liked to have been the you know the show not the show pony because I was never a show pony but um, I definitely would have had all the all the gear, you know, and yep. and uh, just made it fun, you know. That was what it was about. Like, like you look at Roxon these days; he's professional, but he's fun, you know, and and stuff like that. And um, I always thrived off off that, um, you know, throughout meetings and that kind of stuff, and and just bouncing with fans and being a part of the show, you know. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's a show. It's a show. It all is a show. It's a fun show. It's an awesome show. You get paid for the show. Yeah, and it's it's um, you know, same as that day we were out at a Q and P. Like, for people that don't know, you, you were like a nineteen year old businessman as well. Like you, you know, at that age, you were running mechanics in different countries. Mm, it's huge, mm. eh? Like you had to grow up pretty damn fast as well. Well, you know, when we went over in two thousand and nine, we went over in two thousand nine was my first professional year. Uh, and my dad come over, you know, I was only 16. So so he was driving and um, we together were doing contracts in a way and he actually got a bit more money out of Poland for me. I was just pretty happy to accept it. But he was like, he got told by somebody um, to not accept it. So, um, so we didn't accept it and he, I got a bit more money out of him. So... But you know, we were over there in 2009, and 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 uh, we were there a couple years before. But we only went over for like a month, and we show our face and and learn it a little bit. Um, so that was also character building, or so putting my name out there straight away. My my uh, dad knew, you know, get over there. We were over there 2007 and eight. We did the junior world title, and then we rode in a couple meetings afterwards. In England and and uh, just got my name out there and trying to impress people for when I was old enough to um to come and come and get a spot straight away in the team you know so so um yeah so then uh, then once my dad went back to Australia and and uh, I took over you know I had to I was the manager the sponsor finder um, the rider. I was not the mechanic. <laughs> it was not my strong part. But yep. in 2009, I did a little bit. Like, I didn't like dad touching my clutch, uh, which I was pretty particular about. But, like, I didn't know like nothing about it anyway. So, uh, but, yeah, then 2010 when we, when dad doesn't come back and he stayed home and figure it out for myself, you know, yeah, then you start hiring mechanics. So, um, start hiring mechanics and, and trying to do your own contracts and that. Um, which was cool, you know. You, that's what you do on your off season. You, you sort out everything to make it perfect for when you start racing. So, um, and then when you get better, it, it becomes harder because more money's involved, and there's a lot more back and forth with contracts and um, bigger sponsors, sometimes more sponsors, uh, and trying to keep everybody happy. Like, 
you know, you obviously wanted to create relationships with your sponsors and start um, start buttering them up for more money and all that kind of stuff. So it was hard work. It, uh, it was different. I didn't. I wouldn't say I was good at it. I think people liked me. I think yeah. I got away with that. People liked me. Um, as you said, a bit of a character. I don't, I don't know, but it was. It's easier when people like you to get money off them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which is not always, you know. It is what it is. It's part of the deal. So, so um, yeah. So just um, yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole shebang. You know, I had three mechanics at one point, racing in Poland, Sweden, England, the Grand Prix. You know, pretty much every day. So you got to sort out your ferries, your traveling. Paying bills, leases. Do we need parts for bikes? You know, there's a. It's a job, eh? You know, but you know, it's it's a job. But in saying that, we only race we only race for six minutes a night. So like, mm. you know, it's not it's not crazy. And training back then was not my specialty. I wasn't doing much of that. So I had a lot of time on my hands to um. To sort it out, but I, I did bare minimum to be honest. But we got away with it. Yeah, made it work. Made it work. It's it's a funny thing about you saying about the six minutes a night. We we went over to Western Springs for the last few over in New Zealand, and I had a mate that's not a big speedway fan. He's like, I don't know how he isn't, but he's like, oh, you're going to travel all that way to watch six minutes of racing? I'm like, hang on a second, like as it is, it's a it's a six to seven hour show by the time you get in the gate and everything like yeah, that. You yeah. Know? And I'm like, you're an idiot. But uh, it's it's funny, hey, like you were actually out on track for six minutes. Well, what's a minute? Minute, minute heat. So you do, yeah. we normally do seven races in the Grand Prix if you make it to the final. So yep. not much. Ah, it's full on. But, you know, like like in saying that, like 22 minutes of racing. That's per rider, right? So yeah. I think it's a great sport. I think like, you know, what do we all love in any sport to start? Yeah, the start, the first couple laps, then afterwards everybody zones out a little bit, unless you're a hardcore fan, right? Yeah. Um, so with speedway, like, you get to do, you get to see the start twenty times a night. Like, yeah. imagine if you got to see that in Supercross, it'd be unreal, right? Yeah, it'd be great. So, so I think it's a great sport with that. It's entertaining. Like, you do the four lap, they do the four laps of like K Mayhem, and then two minutes later they do it again, and it's like you get to see the start again. So. Like I think it's great in that kind of way, you know. It's quite, it's quite entertaining. You know, you said before we went live that if people come and watch it, they get attached to it in a way because yeah. it's quite an entertaining night. You know, um, for that reason, you get to. It's all about the start. Everybody wants to see the start. It's the same as MotoGP. Like everybody's pumped on the start, and then they zone out for a little Fizzles bit, out, yep. and then they come back at the end. Yep. So. Um, yeah, man, I think I think it, it deserves a little bit more credit in a way, but um, yeah, I'm saying with more credit, we had Dan Reed and Corey Creed come and ride yeah. and said how hard it was, you know, so they give us more credit. So um, it's not as easy as it looks and it never is with any sport really. No, no I've said it on here, you know, this is 30, 34 shows. I've said it on here up to a dozen times for me, speed, there's no other sport like Speedway. It is the best. Best motorsport by far. Like just you get four it's it's so uh four warriors in a cauldron. Like that's mm. that's it, you know, you get four people, you concentrate on that and you can see it in any spot that you're in. Um and it's non stop. There's nothing mm. like it. Ah, there is and the smell. Yeah. Um, the noise, like it's quite loud. Yeah, it's all there's a good people too. It's quite a good community and like you can get close with the riders too, which is also People don't – it doesn't get credit for. Like you go anywhere else, you can't even see the riders or nothing. Where Speedway, um, even in the Grand Prix, like it's quite open yeah. in a way. So, um, you know, that that's also a unique part of the sport too, you know, being uh, being able to be a fan and definitely getting the chance to meet your favourite rider, you know, where, where in Supercross or whatever, it's a slim chance to be yeah. able to – you know who who sees who's ever met Valentino? You know, not many people. So, um, yeah, it's unique like that. Definitely, definitely is. What do you think of that New Zealand Grand Prix? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. I think um, if it if politics weren't in the way of how much it cost, yeah, um, I think it would be over here a lot more. But I know there's new people taking over after this year with the Grand Prix, so I, I see potential for it to come back. Um, and 
I'd like to be involved in that, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it mate, Bill, Bill did a good job over there, um, getting it to New Zealand, and he's just a Speedway fan. He's got a lot of money, so but it cost him a lot of money, you know. He didn't, he didn't make it back. It cost him cost him money, which is why he stopped. But you know, uh, I know that the organisers take a lot of more money than they should. Mm. You know what I? You know, compared to when they come here, they you know compared to Europe, whatever, do whatever you want. But when you're coming here to Australia and you're trying to make the sport, don't charge as much. I think. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, I'm I'm just a, I'm the rider, not the not the guys up top calling shots. But uh, I know there's some new people taking over soon, um, and um, I know Eurosport has their finger in a lot of things there with Discovery Channel. So um, they're a world-based yeah. programming, not European. So it's it's a good, you know, where BT Sports, just England, you know, mm. or Europe, whatever. So there's potential for that. I know they're trying, there's talk of them trying to expand not just in Europe and Australia but other places. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. I mean... The Grand Prix are going great, you know. They get good; it's a good platform for them, and uh, they get good viewing around the world. So, um, yeah, there's potential for it to come back. As a, as a spectator and as a fan, like I went to each of the Melbourne ones, uh, Sydney. Oh, you went ago, to Sydney years ago, and then New Zealand. I went to the other ones in New Zealand. And which, which one was the best? Western Springs is a great place. Yeah, yeah. But the first night walking into Etihad, wow, that yeah. was because I'd never been to Europe for the Speedway, mm-hmm. so. For it's someone better. for someone like you that's been to all the like a lot of the places, you probably go okay. Eddie Hubbard's all right, but that's the closest thing I think that we've had here to to that feeling of walking in and the smell and the sound and the show. It was a good show. Yeah. What about Sydney? How'd that go? It wasn't bad. It's just such a big place. Yeah. It's the same with Eddie Hubbard. It's too big. Yeah. Such a big place. You need small. Western Springs just had the feel. Yeah. It was like a. Uh, in, in, in Auckland, that was just such a great place. More of a fan base because everybody's around. Yeah, it was great. It was like going to the speedway, old school speedway. It was like going mm-hmm. to the RNA showgrounds back in the day. Or the yeah. Yeah, it okay. just had a good feel to it personally. Um, yeah. yeah, Not so big. No. That was a thing. That's another thing of the people who were running, you know, like, I mean, the only reason it come is because Eddie had put their finger in the pot mm. and they paid for it. But, um, is that right? Yeah, Eddie had paid for most of it. Mm. So just like what Bill did yeah. in New Zealand. Um, so, you know, for me, if I wanted to do it properly, I would not go to Eddie Had Stadium, the most expensive place, yeah. the biggest stadium in Australia. And it looks crap. It looks shit on TV, right? Like it's em- looks empty, but there's 24,000 people there. It's but because crowd. the stadium's 80,000, it looks empty. So... Um, so I know that I know that their work there's talk of different places. Yeah. They've I think they've understood that now. Um, but they didn't learn that from Sydney, you know. So mm. that, you know, that done he done his ass in on that too. Massively. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, it's just too big, man. Like go to somewhere that's not as big. There's even like yeah, I don't know where it's gonna be, but we'll see what, they wanna make a track again, but we'll see what happens. Uh, only thing that was Apart from as a great venue as a as a spectator of certain things, was the risk as a promoter having that having that roof. That was one thing where they like, you know, that was the, the selling the point, wasn't it? You know, the roof was a thing. It's gonna we run can run it. Lot. Yeah, we can always run it. You know, and but yeah, like to have twenty four thousand people there is an awesome crowd in a year. Um, but yeah, it just makes it doesn't make it look good. You know. I guess you know that's pretty much majority of our speedway community. I guess like. There's probably what fifty thousand here, and half of them go to the Grand Prix. And, yep. Um, but you know, it's, it was it's too ex- yeah. It's Melbourne, man. Like yeah. But you know, there's pros and cons with it. The roof. It's a city. There's many hotels. But it's all about money, man. You know. Yeah. Politics. I know, like when there was proposals, and you'd be well more across it than me. I think they're talking about Canberra. I know Ipswich had the talk of it for a little Ipswich bit. Was Ipswich was going ahead. Yeah, uh, Ipswich was going ahead, so they were. So it was close. It was close, but Paul Pastali got done. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Paul Pastali got done, so yep. he was the pusher of it, and they were getting a grant to build a new stadium. Not a stadium, more like the Ipswich Jets. You know how they got like a stand on one side and then hills for the football. 
Yeah. The, yeah. So something like that. Wow. So that's so they were going to do something like that out there, and Paul Bastali was pushing it with the guy who runs it out there, Rui. Yeah. Um, and I believe it was going ahead, and they were waiting for the lot. They were waiting for the grant to be approved yeah. to do it. Um, and then he got he got, he got done, caught. and yeah. then closed down. Um, but I know there's still talk of. Um, oh, I think Rui's still figuring out grants, but I don't think it'll be on that on that scale anymore. So, um, yeah, but that was that was that was. I believe that was going to happen. A good chance. I, I, when it was Paul was still in, I was planning the Darcy Wood Invitational at the time and I was banking off running the next day after the Grand Prix because I'm pretty sure it was going to happen. So, yeah, then I fell through. Wow, that would have been – yeah, it would have been unreal to have it a was facility. A good, it's, not, it's, it's a good spot. It's, yeah. you know, it's motorsport out there. You would have dragged a lot of people out of Ipswich to go. Yep. You know what I mean? And you would have got a lot of people that flew in and – and they were going to do like clamping, is that what they call it? No, glamorous camping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, they were going to do like full camping grounds out there and yep. make it a big weekend and shit like that. So, yeah, it could have worked, you know. And we, we spoke, like, because we do the Harley racing out there on Ipswich, mm-hmm. which is track. And uh, we spoke of it about as a venue, 45 minutes from Brizzy. Like, where can you ride a dirt bike that's 45 minutes from a city, you know, or race a drag car like it's yeah. pretty damn cool um yeah. fly in head out there watch a great event and then you can be on the plane in 45 minutes time if you need mm-hmm. to so would have been cool it would have been cool um who well, i don't really know what's on the cards for yep. it at the moment uh i know this yeah i know there's, there's a lot of talk i know they're talking they're talking to people out here yep um but um yeah we'll see what happens they talk about a lot of places but until it's on at least they're trying, you know. Like yeah. that's the main thing. Like it's a world. Look what's going on anyway. They're not going nowhere, but uh, it's a world championship. I mean, you got to have it out here with Doyle and Max in the Grand Prix and and Louis Jamin Lindsay coming through. He's a world champion, so um, yeah, they got to have it. They got to they got to try figure it out. I think it just costs money, mate. Like to ship oh. what. What's that? Sixteen, so thirty-two bikes. bikes yeah. The whole crew. You got to the riders. Well, I mean, if you said to the riders, you got to pay for it, they would probably do it. Wow, well, you know what I mean. You got to pay for the riders' flights plus two. It's just a big, big expense. Is is there much money in a Grand Prix? Not as a rider. You get more. No. You it's, get more as a league rider, don't you? Yeah, in Poland, mate, it's yep. it's where it's at. If you're not. That's where they all make their money, yeah. Um, riding in Poland, but um, no, not really in the Grand Prix. Like if you win it and get top four, like you don't lose money. But if you're banging outside the top ten every week, like yeah, you'd probably be close to scraping the barrel to be losing money. But um, in saying that, you get more sponsorship being in the Grand Prix because the platform, doesn't it? Yeah. What does everybody watch the Grand Prix? No one watches. No one watches Poland League or. You know what I mean? Unless you're mm. in Poland, of course, but worldwide yep. um, is the Grand Prix. But most of the sponsors, you know, most of the sponsors I had don't make money off me anyway. They just sponsor me because they like sports sort of thing. Wow. I mean, besides Monster, obviously Monster, have it, their, their, their base is exposure. It's how they make money, you know, exposure. Um, but, you know, people like Crumpy and Greg and... Well, maybe not so great. He's sort of similar to what I was. Um, but like Nicky and a couple of the top guys, they obviously have sponsors that chase exposure and, you know, get their name out there. But they are talking about big companies, you know. Yeah. Like Nicky's got some crazy big Danish companies and that's exposure for them. Where sponsors for me, like with Trucks R Us and um, with Guy Nichols and County Crest Pallets with Andy, um, they're not making money off advertising off me, you know what I mean? Like, it just want to be part of something. They just want to. Be, well, they just love the sport and they love yeah. they love to see their logo on someone winning, right? Yeah. Um, and they love the sport. You don't have to do it, but they're just fans. And well, not, not that like Nichols, he's a fan, I guess, but <laughs> he's um he's just a legend, you know. So it's just people like that. Um, yeah, and that that's sort of what most of them are really. And yeah. there's a couple good big Polish sponsors that. I guess get a lot of coverage, you know. But at the end of the day, they're just throwing money because they can and they like it. Just love the sport. 
Just love it. Where, like, especially in promotions now, where, where do you see Speedway in Oz as a coming through for riders and stuff? Good, real good. Yep. We got good momentum here at the moment. Um, you know, Meldura and, and Gilman just had a month of Speedway yep. down there and they did like nine meetings in a month. Um, so that's good. That's that's a good start. Like we haven't had that in ever. So, uh, and then with Craig Boyce, what's he's going on with his Speedway experience, mm. running that down in New South Wales at Curry Curry and Cara. Uh, which is two destinations, uh, which is massive. He he's bringing through some good kids and and and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, he's also like you can come and try a bike if you're just a speedway fan. You can come and ride a bike and all that kind of stuff. And he's got some old guys who are fans. He's got like 50 old guys who are just fans, but they have a speedway bike and they want to ride it. And he's given them the opportunity. So. They're fair, you know, you need yep. to keep that going, you know. They bring more, they tell their friends that they're running a speedway bike and they're like, what's speedway? It's just more exposure. Um, and then what's going on here at Brisbane with me, you know, being the promoter at Brisbane and um, just putting on more meetings that people want to ride, I think is is what's the change at the moment. Um, we've, had, we've, had a, we've had meetings, but people, riders don't want to ride for nearly bill running a club sort of thing mm. but when me and Boise have stepped up and we're running meetings that are done I don't want to say properly because it discredits bill previously but um, we, we do it for the riders we, you know what I mean that's the most foremost you know the riders are first and then the fans are next you know that's what it's that's what it's about building it around so um, you know so we got the meeting on the 20th of February and it's like I think we've got six kids coming from down near Meldura and Gilman um, way. Wow. So that's not happened in a long time. It's got to be a good six, seven years. So, so um, yeah, go, you know, they want, they just want to ride because it's me putting the meeting on and, and uh, we had a good one here in November. So uh, it's just run smoothly, right? And no fart assing around with half an hour track grades and fast. pissing around, you know what I mean? Just... Let's just get it done, right? Speed, we speedway, we do race, 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 like we said, and it's done in three hours. Yep. And people have had a great time. We're not there all day in the sun and and uh, waiting for the show to end, sort of thing. So that's, um, you know, me and Boise talk about that a lot. You know, don't piss around, just get it done. You get know, it yep. get it happening. So, um, and uh, yeah, and the kids coming through, mate. Like we got some quick kids and. And our junior programming here in Australia is the best in the world in my eyes with the one, two, five, four strokes that we got and uh, and a lot of tracks really that have them. Like here in Queensland, we got North Brisbane, we got Ipswich, um, we got King Arroy and then now we got the Gold Coast putting a junior track back in. So that's four tracks in two hours. Distance. At, at Hatches? At Hatches. They really? just took down that middle... They had a they had jumps in the middle. Yeah. They just took it down. They put in junior speedway track. Well, it used back. to be. Very cool. So that's good. Yeah, that's really so, good. So good momentum, mate. You know, yeah. like um, it's there's a lot of hype around speedway at the moment uh, compared to what there has been. Um, I think obviously I bring a lot that a lot of that to the table, but um, good. That's what it's all about, right? So uh, yeah, see what happens. Try to get some big boys out here to ride too as well and all that kind of stuff. So. Once COVID pisses off and all that rubbish, yep. um, yeah, good momentum. So in, in Feb 2020, which is the original Darcy Wood invitation, that was the plan, obviously. Yeah. Things happened. Um, the world went crazy for last year. You would have been having conversations overseas a lot to different riders and stuff at that time, hey? I'm guessing. All of them. So that's the plan, hey? Tip. All of them. Yeah. Not Tip. at once. But cost me too much money. Oh, it cost a fortune. But We t- just spoke about it. Yeah, it 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 cost a fortune, but it'd be a pretty cool thing to yeah yeah. That's what it needs, right? We the Grand Prix's not here, yep. So let's just bring some of the Grand Prix riders out. Um, so yeah, no, I've been talking to them all. Like I don't want to name drop because I don't know when they'll come and if they'll come. And yep. I don't want to. Yeah, don't be. Don't spoil it, you know. It. But yep. obviously, everyone knows about Magic and the and the Pavlicky brothers coming and. Yeah. Um. You know that's that's happening. We just figure out when. Timing. Yeah. They love it out here, and we're all good mates. So, 
Um, so I'm not stressed about that. But um, yeah, I've been talking to all, you know, the last five world champions. Something like that anyway. But so, um, so they're all keen, just a matter of when, right? Just yep. a matter of what year do we get them out here and uh, even if we can make my event bigger with we'll see what we can do with some TV stuff and we, we got loads of plans but um, so if that sort of stuff happens and you know we'll try to get five of them out instead of three um, yeah the world's our oyster at the moment just um, just waiting um, for COVID really I mean yeah it's a bit of a pain in the ass but I mean you know we have yeah we've worked around I've been talking to Greg and and everybody like he would he's sort of keen to you know just a his boys racing at the moment and he would come out here for a holiday with his family you know so so we'll see what happens on that front so um that's the beauty mate I mate I once again people liked me for some reason relationships you know, yeah. people liked me you know I was I wasn't a dirty rider and I was pretty friendly I guess you know and I guess I was good so people people liked me. So, um, yeah, I have to talk to all the riders. They're all keen. They're, yep. they're all keen at some point. Um, yeah, and the fans are going to be stoked, you know. There's no there's no world championship. So, um, so we're all missing. The Speedway has such momentum yep. right now. To top it off would be to bring some of these boys out here. It would really, it would really top off a good year of Speedway that's ahead of us. And it, it does seem that way, like, um, you know, the events and like your event at the end of the year. Like you said, that that was good, eh? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, once again, we just put on a show, you know. We yeah. we, we pumped through. We did like 80 events in a day and did a qualifier meeting during the day, which is never heard of, uh, and just did different stuff, you know. We had Kyle in his burnout car and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, Corey and Dan Reedon uh, having, cool. having a crack on Spearway. They loved it, man. They, yeah. They uh we did so we did that was they they loved it that was good, uh, we did a practice day with them, the week before just to um, need to get them some laps in yeah so we went up to uh, Fruities which is Brett Thompson's house he's got a track in his backyard yep uh, it's probably the best track in Australia to be honest it's it's, it's crisp uh, yeah so we went up there and and uh, they went down hard. Three times each, I think, coming in, coming in, riding on the front wheel and no throttle. Yeah. Uh, me and Waddy were helping him. Uh, what, me, me and Waddy were helping him a fair bit, uh, and we were like, "We'll just let him go, eh? Like, just let him go have a ride." So, uh, before we set in it, um, so Corey was really enthusiastic. Dan was a bit like, "Right," he was a bit like skeptical about it, um, but. Um, yeah, so they we would let, let them go out and ride themselves and they come in and come into the corner and um, tried to turn with the front wheel with the leg forward and, and no throttle yeah. and uh, and went down hard a couple of times and busted their left elbows up. We're like, right, oh, call them in, call them in and then, uh, yeah, just told them a bit more what to do and ride with the throttle and and uh, sit, don't sit, they were sitting on the back guard, you know, as if they were going to come into a massive rut. Yeah. Um, but it's not how you ride. So, um, so we come in and told them what to do a little bit, and and they got better. You know, they were, you know, you got to ride with the throttle on to be able. To, as soon as that wheel's not spinning, that's fast. You know, so it was hard for them to get a head around it. But um, yeah, it was it was good. They did well. They did well by the end of it. And you know, Reading was Reading was like it's too fast. Really? Yeah, because no brakes. You got to come into a corner with throttle on and. He wants. We want him to throw it sideways. He couldn't really get his head around it. Yeah. <laughs> Neither could Corey. They both couldn't. But by the end of it, they were doing it. You know. And, and then um, I was a bit nervous to be honest leading up to my mean because they kept saying it was fast and um, Brisbane's bigger and faster. So is, Bris is Brisbane bigger than Cozzy's track? Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, it is. Is it? It yeah. is. It it's is. Deceptive it's deceptive on the. It's it's yeah. rounder. Uh, Brisbane's okay. rounder. Yep. So it's faster. Yep. I wouldn't say it's longer. Mm. It'd be longer, but not by much. So I was a bit nervous going to Brisbane. I was like, far out. Like, they got to go faster to make it easier, but they're scared of going fast. Not they're scared, but they're just trying to get the head around right. 
throttle on, throttle on. Yeah. Um, but they did better at Brisbane, to be honest. I think when the fans were there and um, I was busy when they practiced. I was out in the infield trying to set up a clock. Um, and they went out and I was like trying to watch and I was like, oh, they're <laughs> better. Yeah. So once they got there and, and uh, maybe didn't think about it too much. Um, but yeah, it was entertaining, mate. That yeah, was what it was about, right? Just bring the entertainment and obviously um, some good names there trying to get the crowd in and saying, hang on, what? They're going to have a go on the speedway bike? Yeah. Let's go see what that's about. Um, but they did good. It was entertaining. Or was. The crowd were going off. You know, you could he- because they weren't on the throttle and stopper the whole race, you could hear the fans go- going off, you it's know. Good. And to see, you know, two guys that are the best in their chosen sports to have a go at that, it was cool to see. Awesome. Shows you how hard it is, but... Jeez, yeah. But, uh, mate, I, you know, we, our spirit riders say what they do, like, fuck that. That's yeah. crazy. Well, mate, I've I seen you riding a motocross bike and tell you what, you, you probably wouldn't have been too far off in your time too. Oh, I don't know about too far off, but it's pretty I got good to better. Watch. I got better. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, what would you change for your event? What was, what was bad? You know, did you uh, sit down afterwards and go, geez, that was bad or was there anything? Yeah, see, I'm the, not not in the event wise, uh, staff wise. I would, <laughs> yeah, just um, just yeah. a big day, mate. Too hard on people, yeah. like eighty events. Yeah, just too big. Mm-hmm. Too big is what I did. But um, we did, you know, we started at one and finished at nine thirty. So, um, but we did a qualifier meeting during the day. So I won't do that again. It was too big. Yeah, that was it. It's too big. Too hard on staff. Too, you know, too long in the sun and summer. Too big. Was it 20th of November, wasn't it? Yeah, 28. Yeah. So just 20th. too just too big. But we only did that because COVID was happening and um, no holders, no holders, curtsy, masters, tongue gate, all the boys, frick, all the boys still over there. So it was like, well, how do I, how do I put a field together of people that deserve it more than him? Mm. And it was like because the top guys were gone, Oh, there's, a, there's this bracket of riders and then there's this level and there was a lot of this level. Yeah. And it was like, I don't want to pick them. Like they all deserve a shot really. So so that's why we put on a qualifier meeting. Smart. You know what I mean? Just yep. say, hey, you want to come and, come and do it? Yeah. There was no racing going on. So, hey, let's get everybody riding. So that was why we did it, um, just to let everybody ride. And, and uh, yeah, that's what I mean, mate. Just a little bit different what's going on now yeah, at Speedway. Smart. Just letting the come on. It's about the riders, you know, and doesn't discredit anybody beforehand because I wasn't really involved, so I don't really know how it was. But um, yeah, the riders want to come and ride for me, and and uh, they get treated well, so it's all good. And if you if you get happy riders and quality riders, the fans are going to be coming, you know, yeah. as well. Like you, you ca- just because you say you're catering for the riders, also caters to the fans because you're actually getting fans on side because you're seeing the best, and they're That's all all dicing for what they want, you know. Yeah, it's just getting the best riders and that's what people pay to come and see, I guess. For sure. How did you start your relationship with Monster? Um, they approached me. So um, I met Monster Joe who's like massive. And he's, I'm surprised he doesn't own He owns some of it. Ah, he doesn't. But so he has a Pete share Wilson, in it. Joe Parsons, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. He has a share in it. But like so he's like he's, he is Monster like in a lot of people's eyes. Um, um, he's done some Without him, that company wouldn't have got to where it is. So, um, yeah, so he um, he come to Europe to do to do um, the Dakar, the off-road sort of thing with the whole monster thing. Um, and at the time, Greg, Greg owned Monster in Sweden. So Greg was the first time Monster on his helmet, but he owned, he owned the rights um, – Greg Hancock. Yeah, Hancock owned the rights in Sweden. To Monster. To Monster. Wow. So I don't know how that come about. So when he was the first one to have Monster back in the day, but he owned Monster in Sweden or well, he had a stake in it. Um, yeah, so so when Joe come to Europe, he was like, who's this Greg Hancock guy and how does he own that or whatever, you know. So then Joe come and see Speedway and was like, huh, this is all right. Yeah, he's a fan of Venom really. Um, so, so he come to Gorshoff, which was Poland versus the rest of the world. Um, and I rode in that. Um, and at the time, Monster wanted to get into Speedway and they was started off with the top, the top ranking guy in the biggest sport, which was Golub. 
you know what I mean? So in Poland, which is where the sport's at. So, yeah, so I met Joe there and, and then um, we shook hands and and um, about three months later before the World Cup, he wanted to make a deal with me um, just to run the hats and some stickers on the helmet. Um, so, yeah, so then that's where it started and then so that was in 2012. So that was like a small deal because I wasn't in the Grand Prix, but he knew I was. He obviously knew I was who I was and what's going on. So um, then he approached me in 2013, well, end of 12, um, 2013, going into the Grand Prix, and that was how it started really, and created a good relationship. They're a good business. They're a good company, mate, to be a part of. Go to the Supercross and. All that kind of rubbish and meet meet loads of cool people. So uh yeah, I was mate, he couldn't he could have paid me nothing and I would have wore the brand. Yeah. Because <laughs> you wanted to wear a monster. So they looked after athletes, eh? Yeah, they do. Like, um it's a fam it's a family, you know, like uh yeah, they're pretty good. Like they don't have as much stuff as their competitors, but um it's not about that. Like they look after their they're a family with everybody and they treat everybody well and um, it's about just being a part of it. Like, who doesn't want to be a part of it, you know? And seeing, um, yeah, Monster Joe, like, on TV at the, the events and stuff, you can just see the passion. Like, he's, yeah. he's like a rider. Like, yeah. he just wants everyone to succeed and he obviously loves the sport now. Yeah, so he's, grew in, he's grown into it. Like, he met his wife now through Speedway. Uh, he lives in Torren now, like, near the stadium. Um, so, yeah, man, this American guy come over here for off-roading and... Um, fell in love with Speedway, and and uh, as soon as Monster come on board with the Grand Prix, it uh, it pushed it, it elevated the sport, you know. Um, with other sponsors, you know, you can go to other sponsors and say I'm part of Monster Energy, and opens their eyes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, it's um, like I said, the Grand Prix are, I think they're thriving at the moment. Um, it's hard to say with the year we had with COVID, but. Um, yeah, the Grand Prix are good to watch. There's yeah. good racing. It's probably the best race we've seen in a while. Um, so, yeah, no, it's all good. Who's someone to watch for in the Grand Prix next couple of years? Uh, no one's going to beat Smarslik. Yeah. No one will beat him. He's a freak. Uh, it would have been interesting to see where me and him would have been in this present day if I was racing. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I just can't see it, mate. Yeah, right. Just can't see it. Wolfie's dangerous. To him, Wolfie's dangerous. The Smarzlik, um, uh, and Wolfie, I think Wolfie needs a lot of things to go his way to be fast in a way, with engines and that kind of stuff. Um, but if but Wolfie works hard to, he he knows. I think he knows that, and he works hard to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's mentally never broken, Wolfie. No matter what happens, he's really strong in his head. But on a bike, Smarzlik's pretty crazy and um, I just can't see it. He's too good. Too good. Yeah, he's incredible, eh? It's been, too been great to watch. You're under 21 titles. How'd that feel at the time? Shock, the first one. Really? Yeah, I didn't. It was my first year in Europe. So you didn't, not that you didn't believe in yourself, but you didn't realise that this was going to come? <sighs> I was a young kid with money. I wasn't yeah. too worried if I was going <laughs> to win it. If I was going to win it or not, like... I was just—I don't know, man. I, I when everything I won, I never went. I never planned to go there and win. Yeah. The funny thing to say, I just assume, many times I assumed I win. Mm. Like it's a funny—I was—I was lucky. I hit the talent tree, obviously. So um, I just never—I never planned to win. It's a funny thing. I just never thought about. I never had to think about going there and making a plan and trying to win, you know. It was just sort of I went there to race and most of the time I won. Yeah. It was a, it was a funny thing, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just went there and um, like if it wasn't for Torren um, giving me bikes that year and mechanics, I probably wouldn't have went because <laughs> it would have cost me too much money and like or whatever, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I was having a good year as a 16-year-old kid and, yeah, I went there and, um, the track was a bit rough and it didn't really bother me and, um, yeah, so I would have won that at 17, you know, so my first crack at it. And, yeah, it was crazy. Like it definitely elevated me in many ways on and off the bike. 
Um, but um, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. I got paid more money for it and all kinds of things that come with it. Um, so yeah, and then and then and then to win a second one, two in a row. The first one was just a one-off, and then the second one was a three-round series. I was a little bit a little bit harder. I wasn't a good gator back then, um, so it was super tough. Like the three round, the three rounds. The second one was harder than the first because the first one, I went there and like whatever. Yep. Where the second one I was like, okay, like, well, I'm the champ now. There's three rounds. Okay, like, okay, we'll go see what we can do. Um, and it come down to a runoff in the we had to after three rounds we had to do a runoff for the world championship. So me and Magic had a runoff, um, and I couldn't gate for nothing. But I made a start off that one. I had better points and had the inside gate. And yeah, and then won two in a row. And then and then I got second the year after to Magic. So so I got a first, two firsts, um, and a second. And then after I didn't win the. After I didn't win, yeah, he's all good. He's cool. After I didn't win the third one, I was out. I could have done two more, but um, because I didn't win the third one, I couldn't get five in a row. I, I was wasn't interested. Yeah, I had I was super super busy and like to it to ride the under twenty one that cost you money and yeah, maybe the wrong attitude. But like I said back then, I had just what it was. It, was, it is yeah. what it is, you know, but. Uh, you know, after I won two, I was like, right. See, then I got the second. Yeah, maybe I got the second one, and then in my head, I'm like, right. Well, I'm gonna go for five. And so maybe my attitude changed a little bit, you know. But Magic was riding better than me that year. And that point, um, 2010 was, was 2010, 2011. I was having a good year that year actually. But uh, Magic was riding better than me. He was gating me all the time, and I couldn't catch him. And um, it come down to the wire, come down to the last race um, of the three-round series. But um, uh, he was running better than me that year. And once I didn't win the third one and couldn't couldn't make it five in a row, I was out. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> My brain was, I was like, all right, I well, can't do it. So. I'm away from it. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's um he's he's impressive, eh? Yeah, he's going good. I mean, um, he's slowly developed and come out of nowhere. Not that he's been a kid coming up through and. And that by he's gotten to a world championship contender level now. Um, and to be honest, that he come to pool for a couple of years. I um, mean, we raced together at pool. We were already mates, but he he stepped out of Poland to come to pool to learn English tracks and get better. Yeah, right. And you know they're they're much different out there and they're harder. So yeah, so he come to learn the trade of England really, and to learn the tight tracks and just a different ball game and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, so yeah, he was trying to develop himself, you know, trying to get better, um, thriving, trying to be a better rider to be a world champion, and and he's pretty close to being there, you know. I don't know if he can, if he can do it because of Smarzlik, but um, I think he can be a podium contender, you know. So um, yeah, but he's coming good. He's coming mm. good. Why why do you succeed at pool? Um, personality. Yeah, maybe I fitted in well there, like yeah. with 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 Midlow, team manager with Matt Ford. I fitted in like they were party animals themselves. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh man, some story. Like me and Chris were the last era in my eyes of partying. Like no one does it anymore, mm. and we were the last. We were the last to do it. Just really enjoy the whole Just time. Just drinking, obviously, like. Yep. After the you know like after most meetings in Poland we go get pissed and go have a good time but um, and enjoy it but uh, we were the last era of it doesn't happen anymore but before our time like and going back to pool and and that mate they used to party hard you know yeah right and do stupid shit where me and Chris just just partied and went out really we didn't do nothing stupid but um, yeah so I just fitted in well at pool and. And um, it was almost like the Gold Coast of England. Right. But not nothing like it. But um, it's just the nicest place in England. It's on the beach. 
Good scene. Um, it's normally the warmest part of it. It is the warmest part of England and that kind of thing. So it just suited me to a ground. And obviously Chris lived there too and um, Waddy lived there. So it just fitted. It just, it, it, it just fitted me like I was meant to be there and living with Midlow and in his gigantic house and uh, Matt it is also the best club in England. Yeah. So I was one of the best riders, so I wanted to be at the best club. Uh, I could have got much. I could have got much more money elsewhere, but um, he has the attraction of it being on a nice place of the England and so many championships that he doesn't need to pay. You know, if you want to come and win elite league or you want to come right for pool and then you got to take a little bit, not much of a pay cut, but it's just not as much money as you can get elsewhere. But that's not discrediting how much money I got paid. But um, it's not all about the money, you know. I wanted to live down there and live the best lifestyle and be in the warmth when I can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was two and a half hours from Stansted Airport, so there's that every Wednesday landing back from Sweden two and a half hours to go race a pool that night. Um, and then every time we flew, it was two hours to Luton. So there's downfalls of that, but, you know, you just take it with a job and, and uh, yeah, I was happy living down there. Eh? We had jet skis and all kinds of shit and had a pit bike track in my backyard at Midlows. So, like, you know, it was, oh, mate, it was as perfect as it could be for sure. Yeah, it looks. It looked like you guys just made it, made it a home, you know, mm. home away from home. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what other Aussies there were down there. I think it was just me, Chris, and Waddy. Am I missing someone? Far out. I don't think so. But they're the, we were the three main guys, you know. Looking back, talk, talking of that stuff, and you know, it's a few years ago now. But flying here, flying there, and that does it seem like a different life? Yeah, like. Man, I remember when Chris did three three weeks every day racing. Seven days a week. Three Seven weeks. days a week. Three weeks he did. Oh, yeah, three weeks he did um, when he was in the ground. I think that was 2012 when he was world champion. Um, and then 2013 when I was doing the same stuff, I did two and a half weeks every day. So, like, it's pretty crazy. Like, it's not that it's... It's not hard. It's just you got to know when to sleep and when you can't sleep, you know, because we're up at we're up at getting the red eye flights at six. Um, so like I can sleep anywhere, you know. I can yeah. sleep on a plane, no worries, against the window because I got used to it. Uh, I can sleep in airports, you know. I can sleep anywhere, so you get used to trying to manage it well. Um, but yeah, like so, you know, then that two weeks, like we're in Prague for the Grand Prix on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Poland, fly back to England to race Wolverhampton on Monday, fly to Tuesday to Sweden to race at Sweden, back to England for Wednesday at Poole, Thursday at Swindon, so you're still in England. Um, and then you might do another lakeside meeting and then you might go out to Poland that Saturday to practice, ride Sunday in Poland, back to England on Monday. Um for a playoff, Sweden Tuesday, back to pool Wednesday. Uh, I think I did a Birmingham on that Thursday. Um, and then the next Grand Prix on, so there's Friday, Saturday. Then back to Poland for Sunday. Then you might stay in Poland Monday, fly up Tuesday, Sweden, Wednesday, back at pool. You know what I mean? They were, so they were the biggest time, they were the busiest times, but. Um, but I never got tired, you know, like like I had a great attitude of I loved it. Like it, yeah, it's a funny one. Some people don't love it but I used to love travelling and being I could race in any condition, you know. Yeah. So it didn't I didn't need to be in my prime. I didn't need to be in prime condition off, off the bike to ride well. So, um, so yeah, I used to enjoy just travelling around and being a part of it and my attitude was – Mate, my mates are back here home digging a hole for yeah. money and slaving it out and I'm overseas racing motorbikes, earning a good living and living like a superstar. Like, where, do you want me, where do you want me to go? Yeah. Where do you want me to go? So, you know, that was my attitude and that was the way I always looked at it and, um, you know, yeah. 
my parents built me up to be a speedway rider. So here I am. Give me what I got. Yeah. And you had, you know, ability. Yeah. Incredible ability. Yeah. What? Yeah. That comes from a lifetime of doing everything too, you know. It's a repetitive process. Yeah. And it's like things like if you repeat it so many times. You become good you at it. You become good at it. And then you get the little recipe on top, which is natural talent. And yeah. You obviously were blessed with both. Yeah, you know, like when I was growing up, you know, my parents would ride me around Australia. You know, even Ivor Harm was sponsoring me and drive me around Australia, racing every weekend. And then, like I said, I was at a skate park on my push bike. When I was like 10, my dad had a bike wreck. He was in the car park. It was a junior speedway track. So, like, I was built to be a speedway rider. Like, my dad used to race uh, here in Australia. He's a bit of a weekend warrior, but he rode for Australia a couple of times as reserve here when England come out. So like, um, yeah, they built they built me into it, you know. Like, it's the same, you know. I rode it that many times, you know. I always say to some people, like, look at Ronaldo. How many times do you think Ronaldo's kicked a football? That's why he's good. He's done it the most times out of anybody. Yep. So you know, that's just what I say. I've probably I've probably rode motorbikes. To be honest, I have probably rode the most motorbikes when I was racing, when I was at my best, compared to anybody as in the whole speedway scene, you know, probably. Yeah. I've rode so many motorbikes in my life. So, um, yeah, so you just, that's, that's how you do it, man. You want to be good at something. It's all about, especially in sports, my parents give me the platform, right? And then, you know, even when I was here in Australia on my off season, I was motocrossing, like we said, I had a um, CRF 50 and my mate Tom had a full factory, full factory uh, racetrack in his backyard. So, uh, and he was a good motorbike rider. So we used to battle hard on the CRF 50s like um, every afternoon. So like hours, man, hours and like close racing. He was a bit of a chubbier guy. So he had a 70. Yeah, and he put a seventy kid on his. Like he cheated. He never. He always. He always. Nah, you need to keep your stock. You're too fast. Uh, and I had a fifty, but I was also much lighter than him. So it was sort of worked out well. Like he had a bit of a quicker bike, but obviously I was a little bit better. Um, but he used to race motocross. Um, so just battling so close, man. I always, I thanked him for it a lot when mm -hmm. I was racing, saying, "Man, you're creating me." You know. Uh, you know, I'm bumping handlebars with you, like racecraft. Just racecraft, like yeah. because I had to be on a 50. I was on a 50. I had to pot, spot my lines, make sure how to keep momentum and stuff like that. So, just stuff like that, man, implants your brain and creates creates magic up there. So, yeah, it was all part of the creation. Yeah, bike time. You just can't can't, you can't replicate it, it can you? No. It was one of those things that everyone sort of, if, if you're going to pursue that sport. You just got to ride everything, whether it be, mm, mm. you know, push bikes or anything. Eh? Handlebars. Yep. Five years. Where do you see yourself? What are you doing? Uh, Promoting? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, I'd like to secure it here a bit longer in Brisbane. Nice. Um, we're just trying to get through with the cancel and trying to keep the club going, obviously, and that kind of stuff. But um, no downfalls. It's, it's not a negative thing. We've just got to make sure it... It doesn't make, doesn't become negative. Um, so yeah, my man, I I don't know. I guess so. Promoting, right? Um, it's the only the only thing I know. Like we just spoke about my whole life. The only thing I know is speedway, right? Yeah. So like you know, before this promotion stuff come up, which I'm so thankful that the club gave me the opportunity and all that kind of stuff. Um, before that, you know, I often sat here and said, how am I going to provide for my family and and what am I going to do with my life and and uh, and that kind of stuff and didn't know and had some ideas and the ideas that I had were just sort of filling the spot, not really what I knew was going to work or what I wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, then this has come along with promotion. So, yeah, I, I guess so, right? Trying to, trying to facilitate for the local riders but then also put on the big events for the fans and, and get these top riders out here and and um, develop some juniors too. I think we have a couple of good juniors coming through and um, just putting time into them, give them the platform. Yep. Um, yeah, put on the meetings for them to ride, couple training days and that kind of stuff and then uh, obviously 
gonna have a family and that kind of stuff. So, um, so that'll take my time away a bit too. So trying to manage that with the business and whatnot. Um, so yeah, see what happens, man. But um, yeah, I just love to be able to continue to be a part of the sport and get involved and potentially the best way I can get involved and maybe the most beneficial for me as well. Yeah, and benef- beneficial for the for you and the sport both yeah. ways. You know, both having ways. you involved is, is huge and it can only be good for the sport. Mm. So, well, mate, we've done done a bit of time. Thank you so much for, for yourself. And to, to me, you've been nothing but um, you're an inspiration in many ways and you've always Thanks, just man. been really nice for 10 years that I've sort of known you. Um, to you and Liz, mate, all the best for everything you're doing and Cheers. it's great to have you in the sport. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the platform and hope it goes good. See you around.